You're listening to Time in the Word. Dr. Gonzalez states that the signs of the times are signs that will be evident to those living during the tribulation regarding Christ's second coming, and not to the church regarding the rapture, since there are no signs that point to the rapture of the church. 1 Peter 4.7 says, The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Dr. Gonzalez explains that in the Greek text, this reference is expressed by a perfect tense verb, which means that the action spoken of here, the end of the world is coming soon, is a present reality with future consequences. Peter's statement could be rendered, the end of all things has already begun. If this rendering is correct, then when did the end of all things begin? Well, according to scripture, they began with Christ's first coming. In 1 Corinthians 10:11, Paul wrote, These things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our instruction, on whom the ends of the ages have come. And in 1 John 2:18, John says, Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. By this we know that it is the last hour. His first coming initiated the end of the age. His return will mark the end of all things. Dr. Gonzalez says that based on when it began and when it ends, we can safely conclude that the last days are the entire church age. Although the exact time of these future events is unknown and Christians are not to attempt to set dates and times, the Bible does say that the general period can be known, and without a doubt, the signs of the times clearly seem to indicate the nearness of these events. It is a biblical imperative that all Christians exercise discernment in all things, this includes prophecy. Let us listen as Dr. Gonzalez continues his study on end times prophecy. Father, we thank you for this time. We give you all the honor and glory. We are grateful for your love. We are grateful for the Spirit who opens the eyes of our hearts and understanding so that we may understand and be conformed to his image. May you speak loudly and clearly as we seek the truth from your word, for it is in his name we pray. Amen. We will continue our study in Bible prophecy. The name of this series is The Bible and Tomorrow's Headlines. Today we will be continuing our study on the signs of the times. This will be part two. Last week, if you were with us, we spoke uh, about already some of the signs. We covered five or six of those signs of the times that will be present, prevalent, and evident in the time of the tribulation that will serve as a shadow of, a, of, of, of the, as a warning to the second coming of Christ. Uh, we are going to pick up just where we went left off uh, last week. And uh, the sign of the time I want to speak of right now is found in Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 through 8. And this is uh, this sign of the time regards or is in relation to the wars and rumors of wars, the rising of nations against nations and natural disasters or natural disturbances. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew 24, verses 4 through 8. Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places, and these are the beginning of birth pangs. Let's look at 
what Jesus is telling those who will be believers during the time of the tribulation. Now we know that the rapture will have taken place prior to uh, the time of Jacob's troubles beginning, uh, but that there will be evangelists raised by God during the tribulation in order to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that many will be saved during the tribulation period. And Jesus speaks to them and tells them to be aware of the fact that there will be people who come deceiving others, even claiming to be the very Christ. And uh, Jesus says, just beware of these individuals, do not be alarmed. And then he talks about the fact that there will be wars and rumors of wars and nations will rise against other nations and that there will be many many uh, natural disturbances. Now, let's look at uh, what, uh, what uh, this particular statement Jesus makes, how this is relevant to us today, and how this plays a role in the fact that we can determine, certainly, that the, that the time of Jacob's trouble is near, and that certainly the rapture must be um, imminent. Uh, we are told that we, they will see greater frequency and intensity in uh, wars and disturbances and natural disasters as uh, we approach the last days. Uh, we thought that with the collapse, for example, of the Soviet Union and as we saw the Cold War come to an end, we saw that the world would experience somehow greater peace. Uh, and I don't suppose that those who believe that were necessarily uh, wrong in their hope to see that develop, but instead, rather than seeing greater peace because the Cold War had ended, we have seen a rise uh, in regional wars as many nations sought to fill the gap that was left by the collapse of the former Soviet Union. Now, you remember uh, if, you, if you think of the world map, you know where the Soviet Union is, is located, and you know that just south and, and, and south and west of the Soviet Union, or where Russia is today, we are talking about the Middle Eastern nations. We are talking primarily of the Islamic nations. And we know that there has been a race on the part of many of these Islamic nations to come in and fill the gap that was left by the collapse of the former Soviet Union, and that many of these nations, militant Islamic nations, have uh, in essence begun to fill that gap. Instead of us finding greater peace in the world because the former Soviet Union collapsed and the Cold War apparently had ended, we have actually seen a race by nations to fill that gap and by arming themselves with weapons of mass destruction. Let me give you just an example of, about what we're talking about in terms of wars and rumors of wars and, and in terms of a nation rising against nation and natural disturbances. For example, if you look at the, uh, many of the African nations uh, uh, in the continent of, of Africa, you find that many of these countries thought that by uh, finding freedom from, from, from their colonial oppressors, they were going to find peace. Well, if you look at the continent of Africa today, for example, just the opposite has become true. 
Uh, most African nations today either are fighting with each other, against each other, or they are engulfed in civil wars themselves. Uh, the continent has found itself uh, uh, in conflict after conflict, either with other neighboring nations or with their own people. Let me give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. You folks remember, if you remember the news several years back, for example, Rwanda is a perfect illustration of what I'm talking about. You know that nearly one million people were killed in 1994 alone in Rwanda uh, as a fury of genocide uh, unleashed was unleashed in that nation that lasted three months. Let me give you some mind-boggling statistics. In the height of the civil war and the genocide going on in Rwanda alone during those three months, in the height of the slaughter, Hutus were killing Tutsis at the rate, listen to me, at the rate of 400 per hour. In one year alone, we saw the death of over one million people in Rwanda. Now we know, for example, just to move now to, to another area of, of this particular sign of the time, we know that there have been natural disasters uh, in every generation of, 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 of world history. But the Bible says, and Jesus said, that in the last days, as a sign of the time, that the frequency and severity of natural disasters, natural disturbances, would increase. Let me give you some interesting statistics. For example, do you know that in 1940, there were recorded 51 earthquakes measuring above 6.0 on the Ritker scale? 51 in 1940, measuring 6.0 in the Richter scale. Do you know that in the 1990s, there were in excess of 1,500 earthquakes measuring 6.0 on the Richter scale? There have been more severe earthquakes in the last 200 years than in the preceding 1,000 years put together. Is this coincidence or are we seeing the beginning of the fulfillment of that particular sign of the time that Jesus spoke about? Listen, I cannot remember in my lifetime, now I'm not a child, but I'm not an, uh, uh, you know, an older person, but I cannot remember in my lifetime a year in which Somewhere around the world, there have been one, two, or more natural disasters that have absolutely devastated entire communities and regions in the world. This, Jesus said, would be a sign of the time. And we know once we get into the tribulation period and we start that study of the tribulation period, we know for a fact that during those seven years, the intensity, frequency, and severity of these events will be back to back. But we are already seeing in present history in this generation and in a few generations prior to us, we have already seen the increase 
of such natural disasters. We have seen the rise of wars and rumors of wars in spite of the fact that we thought we would see a decline because of certain uh, nations collapsing and powers collapsing. We have seen exactly the opposite. Let me give you another illustration here. Despite our modern technology, and despite that we have been able to do so much scientifically as we have learned how things work, certain things don't change. In spite of our modern technology, in spite of the wealth around the world, do you know that every single year millions of people die of starvation all around the world. Let me give you a staggering statistic. Do you know it has been estimated that between 1997 and 1998 alone in North Korea alone about 1.6 million people died of starvation. In two years one nation 1.6 million people died from a famine. The Bible says that in the last days, a sign of the time will be that people from around the world will die from famines created in part by the natural disasters, by the wars and the conflicts going on, and the judgments that will come from God during those seven years. We know what that may look like because we have already begun to experience those things. Talk about pestilences or diseases. Do you know that we have diseases around the world today that we cannot cure and that they are killing millions and millions of people all over the world? For example, the AIDS epidemic for which there is still no cure. People are dying all over the world by the millions from such things. These are all things that God has stated would be evident that will characterize uh, the society in those last days. Okay, now we want to start looking at some of the unique contemporary signs that the Bible talks about and that we have in this generation and in one or two generations before us have begun to see come together. For example, one of the unique contemporary um, uh, uh, signs is the European Union and the fall of communism. I'm going to read you a couple things. I, it's hard to sometimes memorize all this information, so I'm not going to even attempt to. I'll just read you some statistics and, and information here. But we know from what the Scripture says that at some point there will be the rise of the revived or restored Roman Empire and that this restored Roman Empire would be in essence the confederation of Western nations. Uh, we believe that these will be predominantly European, Western European nations, and we believe that the one who will lead that confederation and who will rule that confederation of nations will be the Antichrist. Well, we've seen now in our lifetime the formation of the European Union, and we've seen the fall of communism. Let me just read you a couple things. Um, the modern uni uh, European Union began in 1957 with six nations signing a document called the Treaty of Rome. The six nations were Belgium, Germany, Luxembourg, France, Italy, and the Netherlands. 
That European Union at that time of six nations uh, comprised about or had a, a population of, of about 220 million people. By 1973, Denmark Ireland and Great Britain had joined what was then called the European Economic Community, the EEC. Now, uh, with, the, with the joining of those nations, the population of the EEC or the European Union had risen to 286 million people. In 1981, Greece joined the EEC. In 1986, Portugal and Spain were added. In just 29 years, the new Europe has 30, 336 million people uh, who comprise that European Union. At this stage, and I'll read you this, the EEC, or the European Economic Community, officially adopted the goal of a politically unified Europe. Listen to what leaders said when they issued this statement. Listen very clearly. We realize, these are European leaders saying this, we realize that it will not be possible for us to move again to world supremacy without unity. Therefore, we must lay aside our differences and come together as a new United States of Europe. By doing this, we will constitute a power block that can move to the ascendancy of world power. Listen, the Bible has been telling us that this was going to occur. The Bible tells us that in the last days, there will be a union of nations known as the Confederacy of the West who will become a superpower, a power block, who will play a strategic role in the last days. And that Confederacy of Nations in the West will be led by none other than the Antichrist, for, who, for whom all we know is already alive today, playing some role or rising within the ranks of the Euro European leadership. But the statement made by the leaders clearly indicates that they're heading the direction God said they would head thousands of years ago. Listen to this. In 1993, Paul Henry Spock, the premier of Belgium, made the following uh, statement during a session of the United Nations General Council in New York. And I quote, listen to what this gentleman, the Premier of Belgium, said in a session of the United Nations General Council. This is what he said. The systems of man have failed. What we need, listen to, listen to me, listen to me. What we need is a leader. What we need is a man Give us a man to solve our problems, and be he a god or a devil, we will follow him. This was said by a premier of Belgium in a session at the United Nations General Council in New York. Who do you think he is speaking of? I don't think he realizes what he's saying is prophetic. 
but he is speaking of none other than the Antichrist himself. He realizes that a, 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 the leadership or the things that we have attempted to do as a world today are not working. And what he says the world needs is a single leader who has what it takes to rule with an iron fist. And be he a god or a devil, we will follow. And you know what the Bible says? That when this individual rises to that level of power, and when he rules and takes dominion of that Western Confederacy of Nations, guess what those nations will do? And the inhabitants of those nations will do? They will indeed follow him. These are words spoken by human beings in our generation. In 1995, Austria, Finland, and Sweden joined the European Union, bringing the total population to 362 million in 15 member nations. One prophecy scholar in a book he wrote said this, the significance of the New Union Treaty is that it is set in motion Europe's desire to increase its international political force in proportion to its growing economic clout. It also sets in motion plans for a monetary union, including a central bank in a single European currency. No matter how it shapes up, the future means a new Europe. The philosophy of the new Europe is to form one cohesive market in order to compete on a global scale. Listen, we are seeing in our lifetime the formation of this European Union that the Bible speaks will exist and have a major role in the future of the end of the world. Listen, sidebar. Let me say this, as arrogant as man is and as wise as he thinks himself to be, do you realize that man has accomplished nothing more than to accelerate the race to the end? Our wisdom, apart from God, will actually lead to the demise of the human race unless, by the grace of God, Jesus didn't step in at the end of the tribulation. That will mark the end of the tribulation. If Jesus does not come back after seven years when the tribulation is, 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 is going on, the truth of the matter is that we don't even have to speculate what would happen. The truth of the matter is that if he didn't return the second time when he does, there would be nothing to come back for. For the entire world would be destroyed and every human being on the face of this world will have been successfully annihilated. But we're seeing the fulfillment of this in our lifetime. Listen, the European Union has drafted a European Union constitution, listen, which curiously enough leaves out all mention of God and of the Bible and of its own religious heritage and roots. 
you realize that Western Europe was a very Christian, spiritual, religious uh, continent? Do you realize that the Protestant Reformation occurred in Western Europe and God restored the church to the truth of the Word of God in Europe? And today, that European Union has drafted a constitution in which nowhere it makes mention of God or the Bible or its own religious roots or heritage. Why they have done that, there we can speculate. Do they not want to offend a particular group of people who live in Europe? Or do they now have a generation that has been so brainwashed or so uneducated in the things of God that they just don't simply know God is? is? Uh, we can speculate. Listen, the fall of communism resulted in some of the former communist Eastern European nations now making application to join the European Union which would bring it to 25 nations. And do you know that some of those former Eastern European nations, geographically speaking, comprised or made up the former Roman Empire? It's all, folks, coming together. It's all coming together before our very eyes. One prophecy writer states this, now remember I just made mention of the fact that the former uh, Western Europe was a very religious and spiritual nation. One prophecy writer states this in a book he wrote. He says, overall, listen to this, overall Europe is less than 2% evangelical Christian. Why are we seeing the moves we see currently in Europe without mention of God? Because precisely Religion, particularly Christianity, has been eroded and marginalized. Well, we're going to have to end this particular lesson. We certainly didn't get as far as I wanted to, but that doesn't matter because uh, whatever uh, needs to be said needs to be said. We'll pick up uh, right where we're leaving off in our next message. Father, we thank you for this time. May you speak to us. May you open our eyes to recognize what is going on around us in this world. May we realize that the rapture could take place tomorrow. May we be motivated by that to serve you every minute of the day, every single day, seeking to bring those who don't know you to the saving knowledge of Christ. It is in his name we pray. Amen.